The How to Study the Bible podcast is brought to you by BibleStudyTools.com and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit LifeAudio.com. There are basics and fundamentals of the universe in everything we do. And the reality is that entering into the Bible is no different. We have some basics and fundamentals that are just a part of a framework for how we can understand something that is deep and wide and full and mysterious and different. But that does not mean that we can't understand it. It just means that we have to go back to the basics. Welcome to How to Study the Bible. I am your host, your coach, your kick if you need it. My name is Nicole Eunice, and I am so glad to be on this journey with you. We are talking about a method for how we can understand the Bible. And if you missed last session and you've ever wondered about why the Bible feels boring or irrelevant for you, go ahead and listen back and catch up with us because once you know your why, then you will be ready for the how, and we are going to get into the how together. So we're going to spend a few minutes turning our mind to God's Word, tuning our heart to God's love so that we can be people of peace and purpose as we go out into our life. Here is a secret of the universe that I want to make sure you guys understand today. There are always basics of everything. Just think about that. There are just some key fundamental basics of virtually everything that we do. If you want to be a person who's physically fit, then you have to do cardio, you have to do strength training, and you have to stretch and rest. If you want to be a person who knows how to cook food that tastes good, then you have to chop up onions and red peppers and celery and put them together with garlic and olive oil and make your kitchen smell good. If you want to be a person who is good at relationships, you have to learn how to communicate. There are basics and fundamentals of the universe in everything we do. And the reality is that entering into the Bible is no different. We have some basics and fundamentals that are just a part of a framework for how we can understand something that is deep and wide and full and mysterious serious and different, but that does not mean that we can't understand it. It just means that we have to go back to the basics. Here's one of the things that I've experienced with people when it comes to the Bible. Something about our culture or something we've picked up along the way makes us kind of think that I should be able to just open the Bible to any place in it, read something, and just be so moved and so transformed, immediately able to apply it to my life. I should be able to open the Bible and know exactly what it means and why it means it and and why it matters. And when we open the Bible and don't experience that, we're like, huh, something must be wrong. I must not be the kind of person who should read the Bible or God isn't really alive and active in my life. He's kind of this distant Santa Claus, Aladdin God who's just going to like listen to my prayers when I send them up. And then we wonder why our faith feels shallow or why we're not experiencing peace that passes understanding or why when things get tough, we lose our sense of purpose. Well, we are not really 
people who are students of the word at that point. And how are we going to know God's voice and God's direction if we don't know what his voice sounds like? How are we going to know what God cares about if we don't know what God cares about because we haven't spent that time? So we can do this, but it takes a little bit of work and it takes a framework of understanding. So I'm going to give you guys a method that I've used for my own understanding in scripture. It's sort of a interpretation and a little bit of a mishmash of things I've experienced through people like Kay Arthur, who wrote the book Precept, people like Beth Moore, who's an incredible Bible teacher, my own seminary training where I learned sort of the basic of hermeneutics, which people in the Christian world like to make really big words that nobody understands what they mean, when in reality it can be said very simply. That's really just the ability to understand what the Bible's saying. So I've taken some of those classes, and at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, this is something that we all need. This is not reserved for experts. This is for all of us. This is not for professional Christians. This is for everyday Christians. But we all have to have a framework for where we begin. So I like to call this method the alive method. Method. I talk about it in my book, and you can find out more about it on YouTube, all kinds of places. But it's really basic, and all you need to do is stick with me through this podcast, and it's going to give you the basics for yourself. So we're going to ask four questions of every passage of Scripture. And like, hey, newsflash, this is not new. <laughs> this is just something that has been repeated for generations of people who have been engaged and interested in learning the Bible for themselves. So this is not new. It's just some fresh language. So this is not a Nicole Eunice special. This is just what has always been taught, and maybe you just haven't heard it. So four questions for how we're going to enter into the Bible. Let's talk about what those four are. Okay, the alive method. I want you to picture in your mind a scaffold or a framework or a house that has just the just the wood so far, none of the siding or the all the inside pieces, just the the stuff that's holding it together. And these questions are going to be the stuff that hold us together as we enter into any passage of scripture. The first question that we're going to ask is, what does it say? Before we can do anything, We have to slow down and say, do I understand what I just read? I mean, this is straight up eighth grade English literature. Am I making sure that I can repeat what I've read and I'm I'm doing the work of being curious and really observing what's being said in this passage? What does it say? The second question we're going to ask is, what is it? What's the backstory? What's going on when I'm reading this? How do, how do I find out what's going on so that I can understand this passage in context? The third question is, what does it mean? And the fourth question is, what does it mean for me? We're going to take them one at a time. Today, we're going to take question one, what does it say? So how do we know what something says? We read it, and then we read it again, and then we read it again. And then we ask ourselves, how can I observe what's happening here? And I'm going to give you three hints today. There's many more that you can read about, but we're going to start just with three today. Three little hints that will help you actually pay attention to what you are reading. How do you know if you've paid attention to what you're reading? First of all, and this is I'm going to, I mean, I am a very dramatic person, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with 100%. 100% of the time, if I am actually reading the Bible and really wanting to understand it, I will have a question. It does not matter if I am reading a passage of scripture that I have read 468 times. If I am really reading it, 
I will have a question. I will be like, hmm, what does love mean in this passage? Huh, who is this referring to? Hmm, I wonder what a living sacrifice really is. Hmm, what is peace really? Like, how would I describe it? How would I, how would I define it? If you're really reading for understanding, you're always going to have questions. So that's your first hint, is when you're reading, you should have questions. So let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable with not knowing all the answers. If you can make that leap over from a place where you're trying to master what you're reading to really being curious and a student. Once you make that leap, the rest of this is really fun. (laughs) Until you're ready for that leap, you're going to be very frustrated because you're going to feel like, why can't I just get this? Well, God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. He ain't going to be mastered by you. So start with that. He is not doing that because he is above you. He is more than you. He is more intelligent, more beautiful, more righteous, more holy. If we can get comfortable with that, then it's actually a great place to be because I'm like, oh, I'm a student and I'm learning from this amazing, incredible God who came to earth as Jesus Christ, who walked among us, who showed us how to live a life, how to live a lifestyle of following our Heavenly Father. That is all accessible to me, but I need to be willing to be a follower. And in being a follower, I'm going to be a student. So let's be students together. What kind of observations can you make? Here's a couple. Uh, let me give you three observations that I see as really easy ones to start with in Scripture. Okay, here we go. Here's the first one. Number one, make a list. Just get out a journal, piece of paper, back of an envelope, whatever it is, pencil, pen, lip liner, get something. And when you're reading, look for a list that you can make about what you are reading. Here, let me give you an example. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may stand your ground. And after you have done everything, you will stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If you were listening to that, and you probably like tuned out around word 10, if you were really listening, if you even just like review, like go back and set your podcast back 15 seconds, listen, where can you make a list? Well, I'll give you a hint. It involves a closet and clothing. If you wanted to make a list, you would write down, okay, wait a second. Let me make sure I understand. What are we asking right now? The question is, what does it say? What does this passage actually say? Well, this passage says, number one, there's a belt of truth. Number two, there's a breastplate of righteousness. You start to list those out using an actual piece of paper or your voice memo or a texting on your phone or any way that you can make your brain get into an active learning mode, and you're going to actually remember what you read, and you're going to think, wait, what is on that list? What was those list of things? And then the next thing that's going to happen is that you're going to have questions. You're going to be like, why is it a breastplate of righteousness? Does it matter? Why is it the belt of truth? What does that matter? What are the things that God says we have to put on in order to kind of make it in this world? You're going to start to have questions. That's step one. What does it say? What questions do you have about the passage. 
Okay, here's a second way that you can really focus on what does it say. Use your imagination. I mean, this passage that we just read is just full of visuals. Like, read the passage and imagine it happening. Think about what that could look like. And I don't care if you imagine Star Wars or like Lord of the Rings or anything in between. Imagine getting fitted and ready for your life. What would that look like? And as you do that, you're going to find that you want to read the passage again. And then you'll probably read it again. And you'll think, hmm, what would this look like? And you can start to make this movie in your mind or maybe you put it together in a poetic kind of way in your mind or you see a a painting or a poster or a picture in your mind. You can imagine what it sounds like, the passage, what it looks like. You can use your imagination. God has given you that gift. I mean, what an incredible thing that sets us apart from the rest of creation. God has given human beings the ability to imagine. Why wouldn't you use it with his scripture? Use it. Imagine. So make a list. Use your imagination. And here's one more that I'm going to give you. There's lots more of little tricks that you can find in the book, but here's one more for today. Look for the little words that make a big difference. There's always little words in passages that really, really matter when you're paying attention. So sharpen your pencil and really get into it and be like, okay, I'm going to be an investigator. What are the little words that matter? In the passage that we just read, the first word in the verse is therefore, which is not actually that small of a word, but it it feels like an inconsequential word. It's a word that we might skip over, but really think about what therefore means. Therefore means something happened already that is the reason that what we're about to read is happening. Like how in the world are we going to know why it matters what we're reading if we don't know what the therefore is referring to? Therefore what? So that's an example of like, ooh, that's a little word that really matters. The other kinds of little words that matter in scripture a lot are pronouns. In case you haven't been in eighth grade in a while, a pronoun is like I or you or us or we or them. It's referring to an object of a person, but you have to know who the person is. That's always a good start. If you see a pronoun, you need to make sure you understand who it's referring to. This is also really important when it comes to understanding the role that God plays and the role that we play in our relationship with him. And then the third little word to look for, little things to look for, are verbs. Again, let me refer you back to eighth grade. A verb is an action word. So this is a word like I ran or I'm running or I did run. And a lot of times in scripture, it's also going to be interesting to know, right, what kind of verb is it? Is it about the past? Is it about the future? Is it ongoing or is it completed? Looking for the verbs is going to help you actually understand what the passage is saying. In the passage that we just read, Therefore, is followed by put on the armor of God. You know what? That's an action. That means it's not just a done thing. It's not something I can just assume is happening. It actually requires me to do something. You can't just one, you just don't miraculously have your armor on. It has to be put on. So what we're doing is diving into a passage with just one question. What does it say? And when we start doing that, what we discover is that our curiosity begins to be ignited. Our curiosity begins to be fed. And we find that we have questions and you don't have to be scared of questions. You don't have to be scared of not being sure where this is going or what God is really saying. God is completely trustworthy. He's 100% loving. He's all merciful. It is all going to make sense. 
believe me, I have staked my life on the claim that God is who he says he is. And our God is loving and kind and good. So even when you wonder, what does this really mean? That is okay. The purpose here is curiosity, not mastery. All right. Thank you for being here. And we will talk about question two next session. Thanks for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of lifeaudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey, and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out her website at nicoleunis.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that plus a link to Nicole's site in today's show notes. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.